Welcome to the Y Hockey Periodical Podcast. I am Matt L. Putting you in our shoes of having to watch the Panthers sink further and further into the abyss. It has been a rough week or two for this team and not much has changed in recent times. And, well, instead of having me just talk about it and Tommy and I talk about it, we had the chance to talk with George Riches of The Athletic as to whether anything might be changing in the near-term future for the Panthers and certainly doesn't look like this. This was recorded before the game against the Wild, which was even many ways worse than the game against the Blues. And we wait to see if anything will change, and we wait to see if anybody wants to save this sinking ship. And at this point, it doesn't look like it. So enjoy this little chat with George Richards. We will be back with a more full podcast at some point in the near future. It'll probably be a draft preview at this point with the way the Panthers are going. So please enjoy and sit back, and here is George Richards of The Athletic. And as promised, George Richards of The Athletic joins the Y Hockey Podcast. Hello, George. It's good to have you back in South Florida. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back, although I'm in uh, Minnesota right now freezing. But, yeah, it's great. Well, it's been <laughs> good to be back. Florida recently, so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Not like this, though, bud. Well, <laughs> I know. I don't live in South Florida. I'm in a place where it's also cold, so it's it's nice to get down there every now and again and feel Nice temperatures during the middle of December, but uh, hey, you're back after one year away, a one-year soiree in uh, Central Ohio. What's it like being back for you covering the Panthers again? Yeah, I tell you, it, 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 you know, it was a it was a great year in Columbus. I really, really enjoyed it, and and I didn't think I would be coming back to South Florida. I mean, I didn't, you know, when I left for Columbus, I figured that's where I was going to be for a long time, and the opportunity opened up at the, at the athletic and an opportunity to come home. And, and, you know, so I took it, but, uh, and it's been great. I mean, it's been great to be home, you know, back in a familiar place, back at BB and T center with the Panthers and uh, so far so good. Well, for your coverage, maybe, but not for the Panthers. You, you come back and the Panthers <laughs> become the Panthers again. You've, you've seen a lot of yeah, bad yeah. Panthers teams in recent years. I think most Panthers beat writers. You could share a couple of conversations about that with Mike Russo tonight in Minnesota. Sure. But uh, now we're back to, well, the Panthers of old. And there are a lot of things that have gone wrong in a season where so many thought that this would be one where they take the next step. And for you, Mm -hmm. I have my reasons of why I think this team has slid backwards. Uh, What do you think is the biggest reason why this team is one of the worst in the NHL as opposed to competing for a playoff spot as we sit here in middle December? Yeah, I, it's hard <clears throat> hard to explain. I mean, I, and I don't know if they, they, they can explain it. Um, it's just been a disappointing start to the season. I mean, you, you saw them in, the, in the, 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 the final third of last season and the hard push the Panthers put on. And, and, and I was away, you know, in Columbus, and, and the, Columbus was one of the teams the Panthers were trying to chase down. And let me tell you, uh, you know, everybody around the NHL was paying attention to what the Panthers were doing last year, especially the Blue Jackets. And um, and then you see what's going on this year, and it just feels like a, a, it's a different vibe. It's like this team just can't figure it out. I mean, uh, if they score five goals, it's it's not enough to win. If they score, you know, if they give up three, sometimes it's not enough to win it's just been an odd season and, and that this team hasn't been able to catch fire like it did last year. Maybe that is coming. I don't know. Um, they have to hope so, um, but it hasn't happened yet. And it seems like every game is a different story with the same kind of ending. 
And uh, I, I know it's just been frustrating for him. I know Bob Bugner's trying to change some things up. He's, he's switching some things around. Um, and uh, they just have to hope that, you know, and the one good thing for them is that the bottom of the East is so pedestrian that if the Panthers can go on a little bit of a run. They can get right back into this thing. They're, they're, they're you know, two points out of last place in the East, but they're, what, six, seven points out of a playoff spot uh, with a couple games in hand. Uh, I think based on what we saw last year, we know this team can get back into it. Um, but will they? I mean, that, that's the big question. They are currently seven points behind Montreal with two games at hand as things sit, and they'll play the right. Canadians in a week. And they have they, right. they played Montreal, what, four times? they got four more so, games against Montreal. they got three more games against Boston. They've got games against everybody ahead of them except the Rangers, and probably they're glad to not see the Rangers anymore. I think most Panthers fans are like that. For me, I think the biggest problem with this team is not scoring goals, although even there there's an issue because they're too top-heavy. Again, defensively, this team has been an absolute gong show. Every single night, there are defensive breakdowns, and it's sometimes you wonder what the structure of this team is. What are they being coached to do defensively? To me, I think that stood out from almost day one, that this team had defensive issues that you thought were going to be resolved, and then they weren't. They changed defense pairings. They broke up Ekblad and Yandel, which is a pairing that most fans are not pleased with, and then they put it back together. There's the yo-yoing of Kisilevich and Petrovich. That isn't really helping. I think, to me, from having watched as many games as we have, defensively this team is a mess, irrespective of goaltending not being great. Do you think that that's where they probably have their biggest issues right now? Because I think most fans are saying it's defensive in nature. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, because even when they're playing well, you you could you can count on one or two big mistakes happening in every game, right? I mean, you saw it in St. Louis the other night. Um, a couple defensive miscues end up in the back of the net, and that you know, and they they don't they can't seem to survive these. And um, you know, I, I thought they played a, a very good game in, in St. Louis until they didn't, you know, and, and that's something that happens with this team. It seems like every, you know, with, with rare exception, um, you know, the other night they, they had a big game against Boston where they played very well for the full 60 minutes. We don't, we have not seen that, um, you know, but only on rare occasions. So um, yeah, I, I think defensively they're struggling. I think they're, they're struggling in that a little bit. Um and, and, and they just haven't been able to put it all together. you surprised then, as we've seen four teams in the league fire coaches, one fire GM, including one that's literally right below them in the standings, or might be right above them now based on tiebreakers in the Flyers. Are you surprised now that we haven't seen anything change? I know the Panthers have had now, what, now six coaches in a decade? So there's obviously, I think, a hesitance to have to do that again, and there might be other reasons behind that. But are you surprised now that we sit here, especially after a loss like in St. Louis, which was – there were a lot of bad losses. That was clearly the worst of them. Are you surprised that we haven't seen any changes made in any way for this team yet? Um, no, just because I know that the way that they feel like I, – I think this, this the, they're still kind of gun-shy with everything based on what happened a few years ago with the whole Tom Rowe disaster – um, I think that, that, that Vinny wants to show everybody within the organization that there's stability. Um, but, you know, there needs to be some accountability. I mean, Bob Bugner talks about it all the time, that there needs to be accountability. Um, and, you know, and I, I think that, that Dale and, and, and Vinny uh, feel like Bob is the right guy to coach this team, and they, they feel like he's the guy, the right guy moving forward. 
and, and that's why you haven't seen any change. Um, and again, this is, you know, he hasn't even been here two full seasons. This is, you know, one and a half or whatever uh, for, for Bob. And I think that they want to show that, you know, stability is good. And, and I think last year when you saw the, the start that this team got off, they start, they stayed the course, they kept going, doing what they were doing. Um, and, and it, you know, it didn't ultimately pay off, but, but you saw improvement last year. And, and I think that they just want to show patience and, and, you know, and not jump the gun. You know, I, I think it would be really easy uh, for a team with as much promise as this one had um, to, to kind of, you know, to, to make a, a move like that, but, but they feel it would be short-sighted. I think they believe in Bob and, 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 the, and the kind of guy he is and the coach he is. The players uh, seem to like playing for him. Um, you know, time will tell. I mean, I, I think they're going to give this thing a little more time and see what happens. And, again, they're not that far out of it. Um, if that does become, who knows? But right this minute, I think they just want to show stability and, 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 and patience. It feels like they're far out of it. And if only they had shown patience like that a couple of years ago when the team was in the playoffs. But no, no need to rehash old stories like that. But Yeah, and that, and that was a whole different that was a whole different story, too. So, I mean, there was a whole lot of things going on in the background with that. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's, you know, that's another story for another day. Oh, we've, we've, on this podcast, I think we've hashed over that story more than a bit. And I think that... None of us want to have to do that again, but it's something that is still hanging over the organization, and it's, I think, pretty clear that with some of the decisions that haven't been made that it's the, absolutely the case. But the one change I think that you see some Panthers fans calling for, and I know you might be seeing it, is a change in one of the assistants, and mostly the ire is drawn towards Jack Capuano since he coaches the defense. Uh, is that even a remote possibility that we could see a change like that, or is the first possible change we see a trade, because Dale Talon likes to make trades? Yeah, I think it's probably a trade. I mean, I haven't heard anything. I mean, I, this would be complete speculation, guessing, jumping. I, I, you know, I haven't heard anything of that sort as far as staff changes or anything like that. Um, it doesn't even seem like that's being discussed. Maybe it is behind the scenes. I don't know. Uh, nobody said anything to me. But I, I could see a trade coming. Um, I think Bob kind of hinted yesterday. Um, he talked about, you know, they had a meeting where they kind of cleared the air after that that disaster in St. Louis. Um you know, for a team that all, you know, all we talked about in the preseason was about how every point counted. These guys know that they have wasted a lot of opportunity. And obviously St. Louis was one of them that home stand where they only got nine out of 16 was, it was a disappointment. Um, you could see four points. that just kind of went away from them. Um, but as far as it, so I, if I could see a trade coming, I mean, I, I you, you kind of get that feeling that, that, that maybe, it's not the right mix of players. I don't know what Dale can do right now. Um, I, I think he likes the, the players he's got, but I think something needs to be fixed, and, and maybe maybe a, a trade or two would, would maybe do something. Um, I don't know if it would be like a major league deal or anything like that, but um, maybe just to kind of freshen things up, I don't know. I mean, it, again, that's all speculation. Um, I talk to Dale all the time. You know, he, he, he never, you know, shows his hand. So um, we're just going to have to wait and see. And, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up on Christmas and the Christmas roster freeze and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, it, 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 something's got to change if they don't start winning here and soon. What do you think would be the last straw? Because I thought multiple times, and I think most people who watch the Panthers thought multiple times we hit last straw and we haven't yet. 
What do you think that last strong move is going to be? They've got, before the break, they've got a game against Toronto, which I've joked is going to be a Toronto Maple Leafs home game, and it might legitimately be one. This is the yeah. game last weekend wasn't embarrassing enough. Then they got a four-game road trip, which has got Buffalo, Toronto, Detroit, and Chicago. After that, that's the roster freeze. I mean, what what is the point of no return for this team? What is the point in which you think something would have to change? Else, I mean, this team just withers on the vine. Yeah, I, I think it would be you know, if, if things continue down the road that they're going down. I mean, I think that. Um, I mean, you look at the road trip a couple couple weeks ago when they went to Columbus. I mean, Columbus they lose seven to three. They lost a couple seven three games in there, um, but a lot of that got blamed on the goaltending and all that. Um, I, again, yeah, I, I think the, the longer this goes on, the more that, that they are going to start hitting rock bottom. Um, again, they're only two points out of last place um, in the East. Um, maybe if they're nine, 10, 11 points out of that playoff spot and it's really starting to look bad, maybe that's, that's the last draw. I, I mean, I honestly don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a feel thing. Again, like you said, St. Louis kind of felt like that. I mean, that was a game that they controlled. Um, and you could say, you know, luckily, you know, they could have been up 3 nothing in that game. I think if they're up 2 nothing in St. Louis, that's it. I mean, the, the St. Louis Blues – just it felt like a team that was ready to give up in that game until they got two quick goals. And, uh, you know, that just is something that seems to happen to the Panthers. You've seen teams, Chicago hadn't won a road game in like seven, eight, you know, they had like an eight game road losing streak. They snap it in sunrise and, and, and St. Louis gets a win. And, and it's just seems like teams are just, you know, Cure, you know, the, the Panthers are a good cure to some ills, you know, when they come to town and, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it feels like rock bottom's already kind of there. I mean, if this team wasn't in every game, that would be one thing, but it's just, a, it's just been a weird year. As they find ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. I think most of us, and I've complained about this before, it's, they always find a reason to say this is why something happened instead of looking into the mirror and some of the goaltending things are, are – part of that but for us they, they, it always seems like they find a reason to say this happened and it went against us but it will change and then it doesn't change i think that's for most of us the biggest anger point we have with the panthers and one of the things that has made a lot of panthers fans a little bit miffed is henrik borgstrom why has he not been called up yet i think they just want him to stay down in the ahl and, and get some more experience and dale said at the end of training camp you know that he's not he didn't feel he was physically ready. He's having a good year in Springfield. This is his first professional season after, you know, spending two years at the University of Denver. Um, I think that, the, you know, the Panthers have, you know, seen guys uh, maybe rushed into things a little too fast. They don't want to do that with Borgstrom. Um, but, again, I mean, ever since uh, Trocek went down, I, I, I felt that, yeah, I mean, you don't want to bring up Borgstrom to center your fourth line. That's not what you want. But now you've got an opening, um, you know, for top six minutes, and that seems very well suited to Borgstrom's game. Um, I think we're still going to see him. It'll be sooner than later, I think. I mean, I, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, and um, I, I honestly, I think it was after that loss in Tampa, I honestly thought he was coming up then. Um, but, uh, you know, Bob again talked yesterday that they've got some players in, in Springfield that they're excited to see. Um, I, I, I think, you know, we were going to see Borgstrom before Christmas. I don't know if that's going to happen now, but uh, if not, not, if not by Christmas, maybe a little bit afterwards. 
Panthers fans are going to get a little annoyed, I think, waiting for this and waiting for something like that to happen. Do you think that this team is now just, I think, too afraid to make any big decisions because of what happened a couple of years ago? You mentioned that that a little bit earlier, that that might be why they haven't made a big like coaching change or something, what have you. Because right now it seems like this organization's kind of paralyzed. They expected success, they don't have it, and now they kind of don't know what to do. And that kind of comes down to the players. When you watch the post-game interviews, they kind of seem like they're just like, their eyes go like big because they don't know what happened and they don't quite know how to explain it. Do you think like this entire organization's right now kind of paralyzed waiting for something to happen when it's clear that nothing's happening in the short term? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good point. I mean, cause it seems like, yeah. I mean, I, how many times have we been in that locker room where you just, you're looking around and you're like, here we go again. I mean, guys with their, you know, heads in their hands and the depression is set in, um, it's happened a lot lately, and they don't have an explanation for it. Um, I, I thought after that Boston win, you know, the way they played, that was exactly what that team needed. They needed a route. They needed a, a feel-good moment. They got it. And then they come out and they lose the next game. And I don't think they've won since the Boston game. Nope. So, um, it, it's just it, – it, it, they can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's just – something every game it's a different story but again the same ending it seems like well everybody has their explanations for why i think we have all our opinions now now i have to ask this question too about the panthers and it is what happens if this continues to go down this road and what is the future of a lot of people i don't think the coach is going to go anywhere at least for now based on your comments and based on the fact that the panthers don't seem to want to make that change well, you have to ask the question now, what is the future of certain key people in the organization if this season does end up going the way it looks like it's going to go? Uh, I know it might be too early to speculate, but most Panthers fans sure. are looking at draft lists already, including some of us. Uh, do you think that any front office changes could be in the offing if this season continues to slide into nowhere? Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I think that definitely could be. I, I think Vinny uh, is a businessman, and, and he – you know, I think he's there a lot now, um, and, and I think he's 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 got his people in place um, who are paying attention to everything. And I think, yeah, I think everything at the end of the year would, will be evaluated, um, and 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 we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of hockey left to be played. I mean, we're not even at Christmas yet. Um, you know, this team we haven't even gotten to the All Star break. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so there's definitely a lot to play for and a lot of time to go. I mean, I mean, if you look back in, in history, you know, some of the stories that have been written at this time of year and, and everything changes very, you know, very quickly. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, if it continues down this road and if this team just kind of languishes and then doesn't do anything with all the, with all the expectations, with all the money that's been spent, um, yeah, I think there, there definitely could be some changes at the end of the year if things continue down this road. They did already try to kind of fire Dale Talon once, and it didn't work. So they're not afraid to they're not afraid to do that. It's just a matter of whether they actually could put something together that would work. And I don't know how many fans right now believe in the fact that they can do that. Uh, the final question I want to ask you, and thank you, of course, for your time, is if this team ends up going into the oblivion. What kind of sell-off do you think we could see? Because there's plenty of players on one-year contracts that would get them something. They're probably not trading Barkov or Trocek or Huberto or any of the bigger-ticketed guys. But what kind of trades could we see? Because you have, and I've been thinking about this in the last couple of days, 
Evgeny Dadanoff and Mike Hoffman have one more year. They're on very, very good tickets, and a lot of teams would want them. If you wanted to have a big rebuild start, which they could in theory do, but I don't think they want to, you could trade them and get a lot of value for those players. Is that something that you could see happening, or is it something like minor sell-off and they try to go at it again with those guys with one year left next year? Um, I, I, I think, you know, and, and, I, and again, I haven't spoken to Dale about this because neither of those guys are eligible to sign extensions. Um, and I think, you know, with the Seattle draft, you're going to have to consider that um, in, in, in the coming years. Um, you know, the way Dadenoff has played, um, he's going to be due a raise. I think, you know, he makes, what, three, three and a half, four million something a year. He's, he's due. He's going to be... Yeah, he's he's still going to get a little bit more money based on the production that he's given you the last two years. Same with Hoffman. Uh, I I would definitely think the Panthers would have interest in, in re-signing those guys come summer. I don't think they're you know you can do that until July. So that's that's a way off. Um, but yeah, I mean both those guys would have great value on on the you know on the trade market. But I don't think Florida. I think they're part of the solution, not the problem. So you know. But again, if they decide that they want to have a, a rebuild, yes, no, uh, Barkov's not going anywhere, uh, Trochak's not going anywhere, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, even you know Matheson, Ekblad aren't going anywhere. Um, Yandel uh, not going anywhere. I mean, you look at some of those contracts, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if they were willing to do that, yeah, I think you could get a you could get a haul. And then again, you know, when when the trade deadline comes up in February, you know, where this team is is going to determine what they do. Dale has not been a seller in a long time here. Um, going back through, even even in years where they were, you know, uh, you know, not in it, they, they were buyers. I mean, you look back a couple years ago, they they brought in uh, Roberto Luongo. They were in dead last. You know, that was a situation different situation thing but um they don't like selling they like buying um so i think it's just going to depend on where they're at and if they're willing to throw in the towel or or if they think that they've got a chance is going to determine what they do they don't have a ton of assets with which they can sell they've already traded right. draft picks and their and their prospects it's not exactly overflowing with great players at this moment. So I'll ask you this, the last, last question. Do you think this could be turned around? Because I think both Panthers fans have already probably given up. They've seen this movie before. Uh, do you think that yeah. this is salvageable? Or I mean, you, you've covered a lot of bad Panthers teams, and you've not covered many that had expectations and failed. So this is new in Florida, as it's mostly just they're bad and they're going to be bad. Do you think this is salvageable? Because I think most Panthers fans have basically now – particularly after that St. Louis game, have said this is this is over and this is not going to be saved. Yeah, you know, I'm an optimistic guy, you know. I mean, <laughs> I think it can be. I think the pieces are here. I think there, there are some character guys in that room, and I think that, the, you know, some of them are, are, are sick at what they're seeing, and they're, they're trying to work through it and trying to get through it. Um, you know, again, the bottom of the East being what it is, uh, Montreal's currently holding a playoff spot. Do we think that that's going to stand? No, I don't think Montreal's a playoff team. You know, they might Pittsburgh's look at when they come to Florida at this rate. Yeah, they might be. I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? They'll but, certainly have the um, I, I think they still have a chance here. I think they can turn it around. I think they can get things going. I think all they need is a couple wins. They haven't strung any wins together since they had that five-game winning streak uh, back in November. Um, coming on, coming at you know out of out of Helsinki with with the win, um, 
I, I think they just needed to, to put a couple games together and start feeling good about things again. And I think that could have started in St. Louis. I mean, you would have liked to have seen them get the win in St. Louis, start, you know, this, the, this road trip, you know, six out of the next seven on the road and maybe all seven when you consider the Toronto crowd Saturday. Um, yeah. I, I think that was just such a missed opportunity, but yeah, I, it's long story short. Yeah. I, I think they can turn around. I think they've got time to do it. And I think they've, They've got the games to do it. The problem is you've got four against Toronto. You you know you've it, it's going to be tough, but I think they can do it. Okay, final, final, final question because you just brought up another one with the attendance thing. I, I have to bring it up, and I know you hate asking answering these questions, but I, I we've we've all co- you've covered a ton of Panthers games against teams like that at the BB&T Center where it's mostly visiting fans. I don't know if I've ever seen it like that on Saturday, and the Toronto game is going to be a shock and awe to a lot of people, and so will Montreal. Uh, are they worried about that? Because this is a team that was on the door of the playoffs last year, and there were some nights at the BB&T Center you see some games and be going, uh, guys, what the heck's going on here? Are they worried about that inside the building? Uh, they probably are. They're not saying it, but, I mean, you look at the crowds that they've had, and those are some of the smallest crowds I've ever seen. Uh, you know, there, there have been some bad ones, and you can always say, ah, oh, it's a Monday night against Ottawa, and, you know, okay, yeah, what, you know, that's fine. Um, I, you know, I, I do think there has to be some concern. I mean, listen, they, they know they don't draw well in the first couple months of the season. Um, this team exa- hasn't exactly torn it up. They, they're, you know, they, they, they expected the team to be better than it is and, and to help with the, with the single game sales. Um, and that just hasn't been there. So luckily for them, they've got some high-profile Canadian teams, you know, some some original six teams coming to town. That'll help fill the building. Um, I think they just they just like a full building. I don't think they they care a whole lot what what colors they're wearing. Um, is that not a problem you know, though? That, is that not a problem though? Because this is a team that once did market to opposing fans. Which no one likes. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's just kind of that's kind of what you got. I mean, in these kind of markets, that's that's what you get when you have a, a transient community like we have in South Florida, um, a, a snowbird community. Um, you're you're going to have fans of every team. I mean, uh, it, it's something all the you know everybody has to deal with in South Florida. You look at the baseball when the Mets come to town or whatever, and. You know, it's just that it's just that's just how it is in South Florida. And if the team's not winning, you got to get people in the building somehow. And um, I, I think if if the team was really winning, and we just haven't seen it. I mean, my gosh, we have not seen you know consecutive years of, of this team having any sort of success. Um, it, it's really tough to judge this market because I, you know you look at the failures this team has had over the course of the last twenty something years. You know, it, it it's tough. I mean, it, it it's tough to sell this team because you know you've got everybody in town going, yep, the same old Panthers, and it's really tough to overcome until they do. Do you think though that they're not worried about like the like that's hockey night in Canada on Saturday, and it's going to be all Leafs fans? I know that's happened in Ottawa before, but this is, I mean, the Panthers are not on that kind of stage very often, and it's, I mean, it's going to be bad. Do you think that that's not something that they get a little bit concerned about? Because, I mean, people buying tickets is great, and buying beer is great, and I always make the, board, the joke about the Broward County Board of Tourism, but, like, when you see that on that stage, on that kind of night, don't you think that that's, like, a kind of a black eye? Because, I, mean, I mean, they're used to it. I understand that, and they're bad, so it's not yeah. unexpected. Yeah. But that's going to be something where 
Like, you're watching as a Panthers fan, even in the building, you're probably going like, oh, my God, this again? Because I've been to Panthers, like, Ranger games when the building is full, and there's still 15,000 Panthers fans there. They might be outnumbered right. by Leafs fans on Saturday night, and that's a problem. And it could be, but you also have to realize that the, the Leafs, this is the best Leafs team, that, you know, the last couple of years. Uh, this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, a historical one of the top draws in hockey that has been downtrodden for the last, and now they're, now they're kind of getting toward the top, you know, in Toronto. Um, I think you're going to, Toronto hasn't been a big draw in South Florida in the last couple. I think people always, you know, think that, oh, every Canadian team, you know, fills the building. No, only Montreal fills the BB&T center because, you know, all the, you know, the people from Quebec are in on the east side of the state and the Toronto people are on the west side of the state. But with Toronto winning, they're going to make the drive. You're going to have a, a caravan of Toronto fans coming across the alley uh, this weekend for this game. And, and I, I, you know, we'll see how bad it is. And I think you're right. I think, I think it is going to be full. I think it's going to be all, you know, Toronto blue in the building. I do, but uh you know, if this team's not winning, what are you going to do? I mean, if this team was in first place, yes, it's a, it might be a little bit of a black eye, but they're not. They're two points out of last. You, you take the fans however you can get them. Well, I mean, I still don't think that's the greatest mindset for this team, considering you want to build up but a fan base. But that's the reality of it. They've kind of alienated I mean, them just a bit too much in, in recent history, so... Well, there's a lot going on, and we hope the next time we talk to you, George, it's different. But I got the sense that it might not be very much. So thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will talk you to you again soon, my friend. All right. Sounds good.